Hello, everyone. This is Meena Puri, your host of Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. It's a weekly podcast inspired by my clients, their stories and the insights and the work we do on a weekly basis. And I shared on a podcast to, you know, uh, help everyone else along and to share what happens in my practice. So I thought about, um, you know, since we've been talking a lot about unconditioning, unprogramming, and learning how to be in this new world that we are all collectively birthing. So a topic came to my mind, which has to do with our external spaces. And it may, um, you know, how to to keep the external spaces not just clutter-free, what to design them in such a way to have the most efficient use out of that space and also a better flow of energy for that space. And I'll tell you a little bit how that idea came about. I, uh, when I lived in Milford last year, a year ago, which would be 2019 in October, I feng shui'd my home upon the, you know, um, recommendation of a friend. She said, oh, you need to feng shui this room. And she mentioned, she gave me a book called Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. But she just mentioned one room. And after that, she disappeared into traveling somewhere. She came back, I think five or six weeks later, my entire house were feng shui'd. And because when you, you know, if you've done any house organization and reorganization, you start with one space, it's just a chain reaction. I started with one in order to clean up the one room. I had to clean up the second room and the third room and da, 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 da. And I painted, repainted five rooms and I made, you know, countless trips to the Salvation Army, even when it was 10 o'clock at night, because, and my neighbors are like, what the heck are you doing? It's October. Are you spring cleaning? (laughs) Are you moving? I'm like, no, just, just cleaning. And I can't help myself. And once you start, I started reading the book. The book has a lot of uh, things that I really understood at an energetic level. So once I read the book, I kept thinking, oh my God, in this space, in that space, it was like a zigzag puzzle. Because they ask you, oh, this place should have this number or this color or this kind of a thing. And I would think, where is that in my house? And I would find those things. They were just in a a not so optimum place. So, you know, that's just how I do something too. I get inside it. So two o'clock in the morning, I'm thinking, oh my God, that thing is there. I need to get up and do it. So, and and I would be, I've, you know, got up at two o'clock in the morning to paint the linen closet and I mean, whatnot. It just, I was unstoppable. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. It was like a force of nature. The floor was cluttered. The whole kitchen cupboard was down. So anyways, I worked on it really nonstop every minute I could get away from work. And five or six weeks later, the entire house would function. I literally got rid of half of my stuff, my neighbors thought, are you moving in the garage? Because there was nothing in the garage. I painted the color pistachio. Very unusual. Because the neighbors who walk by, they're like, oh, I want that color. Mine is just plain old white. And you could literally sleep on the floor. And I'm like, yeah, in case I need to. So everything was just lovely. And 
I had no idea what that would do. Uh, a year later, actually, pretty much a year later, in November of last year, I sold that home and moved to Toronto. So when it came to selling the home, it was not a big deal. My house was as organized as it possibly could be. You can open closets and things. Everything was. And another idea that came to my mind, I'm like, it has to spark joy. When I open up a cupboard, if I'm irritated because I can't find something, that's not a good thing. And that was happening a lot around my pantry because all the stuff is in the back and you can't see it. And I would keep using all the space, but the space wasn't using wisely because I couldn't find things. So I really spaced things out, only put a few things. And anyway, so it was sparking a lot of joy, any part of my home. And when it came time to putting it up for sale, it was no big deal. And I sold the house. It was a shock to my system as well initially. And I thought, oh, my God, I just... I just cleaned the whole house. I painted it the colors that it need to be. I did it all feng shui. And now I want to live in it. And I had no idea that I would be selling it. So I sold the home and I moved to Toronto. Never, It had never even occurred to me in a million years that I would move to Toronto. I was so attached to that home. I loved every inch of my home. And when I left, I'm literally telling you, I kissed the floors, I kissed the walls, like I, the house was like a thing, it was a living thing for me. It was every inch of the house was a representation of me. So, and I think there is something to, you know, an energy. And I, you know, when we look at, you know, the healing, the inner healing work that we do, it is energetic healing and you have to allow it and you have to uh, connect the dots and, you know, see things from a different, bigger perspective in order for it to click to the mind that, oh, my God, I'm actually creating this. So to me, the spaces outside really mirror what's going on inside. I think why this was such a force of nature for me, I no longer was in that place where I was holding on to things. I no longer inside was in that place where I was cluttered inside, the more clarity I gain outside, the outer environment had to mirror that. So I'm not suggesting it always has to be that way. Sometimes people just start from the outside and then that that kind of initiates the changes on the inside. It really doesn't matter how it happened. Everything is a cycle. And the beautiful thing about a cycle is begin any place, begin anywhere, begin anywhere that you want to begin. So And then when I moved to Toronto in less than half the size of the condo, size of the home, my condo is for 14, 15 days, I had to quarantine. There was no stuff here. I absolutely loved empty spaces. I just had a chair, a yoga mat, a little mattress to sleep on. I just, I, I realized how much empty spaces I love. Then when I all the stuff moved in, it just my heart just sunk. And I thought, oh my God, we're like there goes all of my empty spaces that I've been enjoying. And so then I got rid of more. I don't, I didn't care if it was new or brand new because I have no place to put things. I have a small storage, but I just got rid of stuff because if it wasn't something that was making me happy it really, the value was no longer there. And so I was able to create spaces that, you know, when I say inspiring, 
you know, like, for example, I have a window, like, how do I want to use the window? If I put a couch, so my back is towards the window, I no longer can enjoy the light that I love about the city and about living so high up. So I turned one chair facing the window, even though it looks kind of odd when you walk in. It's like if other people are sitting, my back would be towards them, right? It's, so it's kind of, it looks kind of a little goofy, but there's no one here. Everybody's isolated, so it doesn't matter. And so for me, um, a space has to be utilized. In my old home, I had used the fam- living room, the formal living room, I think it's called for my office. The dining room was used for my uh, kid's playroom. He could paint, put glue, put whatever. it was. He could do whatever he wanted to it. Um, the couch was his jungle gym, you know, because that's when he was growing up and that's, that's what he needed. So for me, spaces... Um, have to be, have to be, you know, represent you so you can, the spaces have to nurture your growth. They have to nurture or provide the outlet for whatever it is that you are um, engaged in your life. So you can continue to cultivate that and grow into that. And once it's no longer needed, that space changes to something else. And I realized that's quite different from, you know, even myself, like we're, you know, we all grew up with the family room, living room, dresser, mirror, pictures of everybody everywhere. Everybody kind of had a very standard kind of decor. And I had this huge mirror in my bedroom and when I, in my Milford home, and when I did the feng shui, they're like, you should not have a mirror in that bedroom, in the bedroom. And I realized, I thought, it's actually have no purpose. I never look into that mirror because there's mirror in the bathroom. Why do I have it? Because I just have it because it came, it came with the whole set. <laughs> so, and I moved that mirror and actually I put it above my fireplace in my home in Wilford because that's where it was asked that it should be like the water element. It represents the water element should be above the fire to kind of balance out the fire. So I put it above there. It fitted there perfectly. So it really is. Um, so it's a different way to think about how to utilize the space. And I was thinking about doing this podcast um, Charlotte here, she's a coach. And recently, I know that she's been talking a lot about decluttering. So I am so happy and excited. And Charlotte and I have worked together before. We work really well together. I like what she does. And uh, so I want to welcome Charlotte K uh, to this podcast. And uh, so she can share with, with us her uh, tools and what's in her treasure chest when she works with clients in decluttering decluttering. So Charlotte. Yeah. Hi, Mina. Um, yeah, I'm Charlotte Kay. It's so funny. I didn't realize the name of your podcast is Igniting Change and Finding Your Fire. And that was yeah. the first program. We did the first round of that program together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really fun. And yeah, so I'm a, a decluttering coach and a women's empowerment coach. And I feel like, I don't even know where to start because you just like shared all the beautiful everything about decluttering. <laughs> but um, maybe if you have like, what was, what was most challenging? Was, what, what did you get stuck on as you were decluttering, if anything? Oh, yeah. You know, that's such a good, I got stuck on 
my mom's things. My mom knitted these sweaters for me. I left India when I was, you know, very young teenager. And she knitted those sweaters for me thinking I was still that young teenager. And the style was different. And they really would come just barely beneath my breastbone, tiny arms and really tight. And she knitted them. I think I may have still have it. And and some of her scarves and things. And I have no use for them. I have absolutely no purpose. And some things that she got me made, I had no purpose for them. So I couldn't part with them. And as I looked and I'm like, okay, what is it that I'm getting from this? And I, and I thought, well, one day when I'm not here, somebody else is going to throw this away. It's going to have no meaning for them. So I rather I do it and I do it with love and I give it to somebody who can use it. So, so that was the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Sentimental. And is, is your mom still around? No, my mom is still not around. And I think also we get attached to our way of being. I'm like, I'm kind of an, I'm in the academics. I've studied a lot all my life. I'm known for taking notes that people want to buy from me and multicolor use. I use symbols and all kinds of things. So I had these biochemistry books and lab works, whatever. And if you see the notes, like you could paint, you could like put it in a our piece of art because I thought oh my god I can't believe that I did that I, I would just be admiring my own work I'm like Nina you don't need it you're no longer you've really <laughs> done that so I had to really say well like, you know next chapter another adventure you already experienced it just because you experienced it doesn't mean you have to keep carrying it with you. So those kind of things, I had a hard time, but I decided to let go, to free myself off it anyways, to see who else can I be? Yeah, What else can I be? And I think that's like the important piece, like around knowing what you have is that energetic piece, which you sort of talked about. So like the things that you own the things that you have can either represent who you are in this moment, who you were in the past, or some imagined future of who you hope to be, right? And Mm -hmm. I believe that to be in the best alignment and to have the most peace and the most energetic lightness is to ideally have mostly the things that represent who you are right now, right? right? Because we don't need to get dragged into the past. Often things we keep for a perceived future is like something we used to think we wanted to be. Like I always think about like sports equipment for some reason, even though I've never done sports, it's never been something I've had, but I always think about like, oh, I want to go skiing more. So I have all this skiing equipment, but you haven't gone skiing in a decade and maybe you don't actually care to go skiing. And if you do go skiing, like maybe you can rent it because otherwise it's just sitting there like yelling at you to do something that Mm -hmm. you may or may not ever do. And if you do it, you can find another way. Like we live in a way where we can get the things that we want fairly easily. Right. Um, so keeping them and storing them is just, is just having this energetic weight on you. So I think that's the most important part and it can change. You know, I recently redid a lot of my kind of main living space, you know, cause I, you know, I lived at my parents' houses and then I went to college and I moved every single year. And then I lived in an apartment and then I finally got my house a few years ago. And so I was like, as a minimalist, I was like, oh, great. I'm just going to like get everything set up and then it'll be good forever. But then after three years, like I had really shifted and changed and the things weren't necessarily matching what 
I was anymore. So it was a surprise to me and sort of another releasing, right, of identity of this minimalist, which I still consider myself to be, but it was like, I want to swap out the things that I have, right? I want to donate these things. And I thrifted a lot of new things. I bought other new things. And like, it's just letting yourself morph into who you are. And especially now we're spending so much time at home, like you want to love your home, right? And you do. And I love what you said about utilizing every space too. I definitely like the house that I have, honestly, is probably like, it's my dream house. I absolutely love it. I definitely manifested it, but it was bigger than I wanted to be. So I'm like, okay, how am I going to actually use all of these spaces? Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste, you know, Mm -hmm. my home. So I have, you know, this is my office. It started out as a guest room, but then I really realized, like, like you said, you know, you just kind of think you're supposed to have it. I was like, I never have guests over. I don't particularly want to encourage people to come like stay in my house (laughs) if they really need to. I have a couch. So like I actually started creating this room when I started having the idea for my business. I knew it would be an online business. And I was like, okay, how do I it was like a fun way to start living that new identity. Right. That wasn't just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, let me buy a, I don't know, like a piece of clothing that I think will represent me in that new business, which you could, but if you do that, like wear it now, right. Like get started now, like don't buy a podcast microphone in hopes that one day you'll start a podcast. Get it when you're ready to use it. Cause then you immediately start getting into the Mm -hmm. energy of that, next level, true desire of who you want to be. And then if two months later you get bored of podcasting, whatever, get rid of the podcast, Melly, give us a, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) I know. I think it's really, there's there's a lot to be said about that because many times, you know, I remember I kind of grew up with this thing of perfection. I would, you know, note down everything and I would be the one who studied every book from cover to cover. Okay. I knew every, I had to know every little single thing. And I was a nerdy kid who would be standing, sitting outside the teacher's office because I had that one stupid question that probably no one will ask that I needed to know. You can say I'm obsessive. I can relate. (laughs) Right. And then now it just, I've become totally different. I, I read books. I open whatever shows up is good enough. And actually I'm at a point where like, I don't want to read anymore. I just want to feel. I want to experience. I want to go inside. There's already tons of stuff in here. I want to wonder. I want to ponder. I want to imagine. I don't want to read necessarily read. And I and I don't, you know, this, you know, we kind of grew up with we are attached on to our attachments. Right? Mm-hmm. Instead of so I really now feel like. Life is so fluid. We're here to experience all kinds of things. So that's how it was easy for me to leave my Milford home. And I thought, well, Mina, you're going to have to leave it one day. You can't take it with you. So, but leave it now. Leave it consciously. Leave it, leave it, you know, choose to leave it. So when you you can go look at other things in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And that's how I really, it's like, enjoy it now. And who knows what next year is going to bring that I can enjoy. So I really like don't attach on to things the way I did anymore. Even furniture, some, some things got messed up. I loved, I'm like, well, you loved it. 
So thank you, God, for I loved it. Doesn't mean I have to own it or I have to put it inside my body. I'm going to take it. So you loved it already. The benefit has already been had. Yes. Right. You already loved it. So now I know. You know, let go of it. That's why, like, so I have this couch that is like, it was, it's, I always thought I would just have a great couch because it goes with everything and you can like do these things. And now I want a different couch. And the couch I want is, a more of an investment piece and it's like velvet and I have a dog and I have a cat. So it's going to get Harold. And I almost am like, I need to like mess it up in some little way right away. So, <laughs> so that I can just like let it go because it's meant to be lived in, but it is, it's like this upgrade. You know, I've been thinking about it for a long time and kind of waiting for the right moment to get it, but it's just like getting, it's kind of the same reason I don't like the idea of buying a brand new car because I'm like my car is used and it was my uncle's and it's got a lot of miles on it. So like my dad was like, Oh, is that a new like ding in your car? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I literally don't pay attention to Uh that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, yeah, things are meant to be used. They're meant to be lived in They're You know, I know I meant to bring joy. Like, but I, I get the perfectionism as well of like, yeah, you know, it's like we save the we save the best for some unforeseen, some imagined day or event that never is going to happen. Yeah. So today is, you know, I'm like, if you got a stain on something, well, there you go. You used it. Mm-hmm. You used it. You used this thing, yeah. whatever it was you were saving it for. Yeah. And so it's just a totally, I, it's a very, I find it very free to live that way. If something yeah. gets messed up and I'm like, thank God it messed up so I can toss yeah. it out. Well, so I yeah. can go through and, other stuff. Yes. And I used to just like save things for special occasions. I mean, I think specifically of like, if I got like a fancy chocolates or something, I would literally <laughs> like save them until they went stale and like and never eat them. <laughs> so like, you know, wear the fancy dress, like take out your wedding china and use it every day. Like if it slowly breaks, cool. Then you get to like, get rid of it that way. (laughs) I kind of get excited when things like chip and break and I'm like, okay, cool. I can like find something new, you know, instead of this thing. But if you have fancy like teacups, like use, like they're meant to be. They're meant to be used. Oh my God. They're so beautiful. I'm going to hide them in some space. So no, it's like, that's the point of it. And I think also like with everything, we're changing, you know, we're getting, I think we're getting upgraded on a cellular level. We just no longer think or feel the same way. So what can we, um, you know, what, what can we share with our audience who might be struggling with holding on to things and wanting to declutter, but they can't declutter and they, they just have so many reasons why they can't. Yeah. So what would be your couple of things that you can share with them to inspire them? Yeah, I'll share. I can share a couple of things. I will say everyone is so unique and the reasons that they hold on to things like that. Of course, there are themes, but everyone's own thoughts and patterns and blocks and histories are so unique. So I will say like, you can work with me. I help people declutter. Um, But generally, I would ask, you know, what do you want? what do you want to your home to feel like? So I did, this is coming to mind as a, hopefully a helpful analogy, but I did, um, uh, online retreat over the weekend and someone I really loved did a 
money masterclass. And we're talking about like, where does your money story come from? Like, what were your, what was your parent, your dad's relationship with money? And what was your mom's relationship with money? And I was sort of sharing. And then (laughs) she said something that I would think as like a mindset coach, I would have thought about, but she was like, cool. So you're aware of like your history. Now you get to decide what your new story is. It's going to be. Every other time I've thought about money, I've just been like, eh, well, my mom was like this and my dad was like this. And it was like contradictory and confusing. So, uh, and then I would stop. And then I was like, wait, no, the (laughs) the most important part is to start the new relationship, right? So remembering that like everything you have is fine. It's where you were. It's what you acquired. Maybe you spent money on it and never used it. And we've all done that. We've all done that. Let go of the guilt ask yourself, what do you want your new space to feel like? What do you want your new story to feel like? And I think that's why decluttering is so powerful because you start to see, as you talked about the value of space, Mm -hmm. like the value of open space. And so sometimes that is worth getting rid of something. Some stuff's easy to get rid of. You're like, I really don't need that. But sometimes it's like, would I rather have some breathing room or would I rather have stuff? Yeah. 30 mugs, which right now I'm kind of on the 30 mugs track. But at some point I will be like, okay, I only need four mugs. Like let's, but like <laughs> right now that's where I'm at. So, <laughs> so it's okay to be there, but just start to like focus on where you're going, focus on what you want it to feel like, and then measure everything you have against that. Right. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of shit is going to come up. And so just like have grace, be prepared for that, seek out support and help because there are people that do that such as myself and just one step at a time. And like Mina said, also it gets addictive. So like at some point, probably like once you get rid of that first bag and it's out of your house, like you're going to feel lighter. And then you're going to be like, Ooh, I want to feel that more. And so it sort of helps motivate you to keep going. Yeah. I kind of start from the, like, the bottom up, like clean, you know, kitchen covers. I look inside. I'm like, Oh my God, kitchen is like the most cluttered space because there's so much little, little things in there. So I just put everything. I just like out, out. So I repainted the covers. I put the, you know, the, the, whatever, the sticky, uh, the paper, I paper, the paper yeah, yeah mm-hmm. on the covers. And then I think, okay, I need this. I need that. I can't tell you how much I got it up in the kitchen. And I had to get rid of more because this kitchen is even smaller. I had this big gourmet kitchen in Milford yeah. that oh, I, I had to leave, um, but whatever I left it. So I, I think it's, um, there, there is definitely a change in these times. There's definitely a change. Like I, I noticed that uh, for me, it's more about how I can continue to grow more and experience more rather than having more. So even, um, you know, there's like, I have so many books that I've gotten rid of, even so many Ayurveda books. It's like, I don't want to read them anymore. I don't, I'm done. Somebody needs to take them. I could get rid of most of my books. And um, because we're realizing actually, you know, I mean, even with the decluttering or creating spaces, there's, there's a place where we can get inspired, but then it's really like, how are you feeling when you're in a particular space? And yeah. does this spark joy? And that's particularly helpful when it comes to clothing. It's like, I look at this thing. Does this spark joy? Do I want to wear it? Or do I do I like, oh my God, I used to be so skinny. 
you know, I want to fit into this one day. So when I'm, you know, one of those days when I'm going to lose weight, that day is never going to come. And, you know, I think you need to. And if it does go shopping, (laughs) go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing when you need something, you it's, I mean, one thing that this world has a ton of is stuff. Okay. (laughs) One thing that we can be sure of that we can always find is stuff. There's stuff everywhere. So that's, it's just really, uh, and I think it can really open up the, you know, the spaces internally. Once you can see with clarity, if you're always kind of bogged down with so much stuff, it's, it's really you, the mind doesn't have an opportunity to entertain something other than what you've been living in. So, and I really, I'm going to recommend this book. If you're into feng shui, it's really a very, natural, energetic way to clean the space is called Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. Uh, It's by Karen Roch Carter, How to Use Feng Shui to Get Love, Money, Respect, and Happiness. And I I actually, my friend gave it to me. I borrowed her book for my Milford home. I ordered it because this is for my any future home. Uh, Because it really, I thought it was just so um, spot on. It just made so much sense. It it give it puts you in that that intention. That the the intention is created by the space. So you can't help but oh, this is what I'm doing here. Like if you, if I'm sitting in front of the computer in my office, I'm creating here. What's the point here? Like what am I trying to do? Who am I trying to reach? What am I trying? Who am I trying to benefit? What is it that I want to say? So it really helps to have the external space aligned. Rather, the external space to help you align with what is it that you're doing. Yeah. So um, what else? Yeah, I was going to say to just, you know, you brought up two spaces, a kitchen and um, and, and your clothes. And I think you're in a really unique and good situation. So if anyone is moving, like, yeah, declutter before you move. I highly recommend that. But when you move, like you had this beautiful... 14 days or whatever, where you didn't even have your stuff. So you really got to see what you can live off of. And so if you've recently moved, I would then say, don't unpack right away. Like use your stuff, like as you need it, take it out of the box and you'll realize there are things usually left over. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I kind of bent all the way because otherwise there were boxes sitting in the middle of my living room. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not moving, you can still do that. I've done that before where literally I'll like, I took everything out. I, what did I do? I moved everything into a couple of my kitchen cabinets. I like stuffed it all in there. And then as I used it, I moved it to the empty, ca- the cabinet I had emptied out. So I could see how much I was actually using. using and then yeah. I ended up getting rid. And you could do that with clothes too. Like if things are really hard for you, putting things out of sight, out of mind, you really loosen that attachment because you forget what you have. Like your subconscious knows, so the energetic weight is still there, but consciously you don't remember exactly what you have. So if you put all of your, say, here's another easy way. Say you swap out seasons for your clothes. When you go to the new season, don't just take it all out, like bring up your bin or whatever. And then as you use it, take it out and then see what's left in the bin. And it'll probably be fairly easy to get rid of it because you haven't looked at it in months at that point. That is true. You know, I've been uh, kind of doing the work with like, you know, the uh, the quantum field, the futuristic, live your future now. So I thought, 
what would that be like if I create the future home now? So what do we, what do we usually tend to do, right? All the pictures from the past, usually my kids taking over the whole house. And I'm like, why do I need that? I moved everything. I moved so many pictures and I thought, let me see what it feels like just to like bring the future here have pictures of the future. What do I see? So right now it's just a lot of, I have empty walls because I put away a lot of the stuff. And then I get to kind of, first of all, you know, let go of the past that, you know, all the kids graduation pictures. And I don't know why the heck we have so many pictures, but that's what we did. And we don't need that anymore. You've been there, done that. Thank you. Grateful for the experience. But what do you see in the next year, next five years, next Mm. 10 years? What do you see? So that empty spaces, um, it it inspires creativity and it inspires possibilities that you can entertain. Yeah. And then you can say, well, I think I like that. It just it just play. It's just fun yeah. to do that. I'm so glad so. you said that because like I always have like a little bit of low key. I really don't have pictures of like I mean I have an album. <laughs> yeah, I have an album. Like I have pictures in an album, but I don't really have pictures around my house. And yeah. it makes me feel like, am I not a sentimental person? Do I not care? But this is the other thing too. And it's like mementos of events or sentimental items or whatever. Like you remember that person. Like you remember that experience hopefully without necessarily needing every souvenir or picture from it. Right. Like I, when I went through all of my things and then I went through my sentimental Mm -hmm. stuff, I mean, a lot of it's like, Oh, I have all these pen pals and I don't even freaking talk to them anymore. I don't really remember them. Like we didn't say anything that interesting. Right. So like, I don't need to keep these. Um, and I went through, I think I consolidated like 10, at least 10 photo albums into one. Cause I was like, Oh, cool. my God. Yeah. I took a two week trip to Japan. I don't remember all of, I like, don't even remember what that is. Like, Oh, it's a temple. It's a temple. It's a temple. And they're beautiful. Right. But yeah. I just kept, you know, the pictures that, that like, I thought were just like good photos too. I was like, let me just keep yeah, one. So exactly. like that. And I, I like to flip through them, but I still, even if I didn't have those, I remember my trip to Japan. I don't need to keep. I you think I need that. You never look at it. And I no. those days, remember the days where you had like, oh, um, you get two pictures, like two for the price of one. Mm-hmm. And then you have all the negatives. Doubles. And yeah. I, I had doubles. And I had like shoe boxes with all of those in the garage. My wedding album was a foot high. Don't ask me. Okay. <laughs> so I actually ended up with just a few pictures mm-hmm. albums are gone and I ripped, you know, I'm no longer married to that man. Mm-hmm. So I ripped, I have garbage bag fulls. Yes. I just out, out, out. I just threw it all away. And I stuff from your exes, burn it, get rid of it. <laughs> this is like not a good idea. Like, or it's not, it was just, I'm like, you know, my kid only needs to see one picture. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't actually even care. You think he cares. Yeah. And it just also, you know, we just like when the kids are in school, it's all I thought it was like the law every year. You get so many pictures like you had to get it. 
everybody's getting it. I feel and, so and, bad that I like made my mom spend money on yearbooks and school pictures oh my God. and, and then senior I photos. I'm like, like oh second grade, third grade. Well, I don't have wall left anymore. Yeah. Because there's so many <laughs> pictures of just, you know, they, I only have one kid. And so it just, you know, that it's really, it's amazing that we have lived through feels like long ago, such a different times. Yeah. And I can't imagine living that way anymore. No. I just can't imagine that. So I'm thinking in a way we're really, we're really experiencing the two worlds, the world that was pre this shift and the world that's going to be. Mm-hmm. What a difference. We are in the messy middle. I think we've Brenda. talked about this in igniting yeah. in the program, but you know, I always talk about in um oh my cat distracted me. In uh, <laughs> the decluttering process, it always looks worse before it gets better. It's like renovation, yeah. it's like, you know, I, I mean any any sort of shift, right? Yeah, everything like it, you thought you didn't have. Yes. Have. <laughs> yes. And like the emotional, like the emotional middle, if you transition from one thing to another, a divorce, yeah. a marriage, a move, like there's always the messy middle. It's and a mess. so it's a big it's mess. Breathe through it. Like you got to keep going. Who is someone in the retreat reminded me of the quote, like if you're going through hell, keep going. Like, keep going. Stop there. Yeah. Oh, you like, know what? It's so funny because I do my Monday motiv- Monday inspiration, and that was the thing on me. It's like, it's a now moment, now moment. Stay in the now moment. Whatever needs to reveal, with reveal. But stay yeah. in the now moment long enough, thinking the past and the future. Yeah, it's just stay here, stay here, keep yes. staying here. Stuff is coming up. Yes, and I did. Um. I did a talk for a group of real estate agents and we were talking about like how to motivate yourself to declutter, which I just think you'll, they'll, it'll hit you. Like there'll be a time it'll hit you with or without help. Like you, you can do that. Um, but someone, uh, talked about something that I, a concept I really like too, which is like, what will my future self thank me for? Right. Like, you know, if you had known you were moving, which that's so funny, the way it aligned that you just happened to yeah, get rid of half your things yeah. and then you downsized. But if you had known you're moving, it's like, okay, what can I do today that my future self will thank me for? Like maybe it's throw away the pants, not throw away, donate the pants that don't fit because tomorrow you're going to look at them again and you're going to feel like shit because if they do fit, you know, buy new ones. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this is like, this is like kind of a side note, but you know, I, I, as probably a lot of people have like put on COVID weight, which is totally fine, which didn't feel totally fine the whole time, but now I'm okay with it. Always, 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 please always have a pair of pants that fit you because nothing feels worse than wearing pants that are too small. I'm just like, utterly convinced that that is like is big on my list (laughs) yes like your body is like I because literally like gain weight look at myself naked I'm like that looks great put on the pants that don't fit oh I'm disgusting I'm fat I feel like (laughs) shit like buy pants that fit and then magically that just goes away (laughs) it goes away it fits better and don't resist it be where you are it's okay (laughs) I know I always tell people you know what on your last day of exit what is going to matter to you? It's like, did you lose that five, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, five pounds? It's not, you're never going to, it's not yeah. going to matter. There's a, about um, how you feel. Can I say the F word? Yeah. 
Okay, so there's um, a book recently I read that really kind of helped me. And it's called The Fuck It Diet, um, mm-hmm. and it talks a lot. Of, it talks a lot about that. So if, if anyone else, is, if you are on the podcast, there's going to be an F word. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone else is going through that, like that's a really, it's a really good book um, that just mm-hmm. sort of helps talk about the BS behind weight loss. Oh yeah, and all of these things. Which yeah. So anyway, so anyways, I know we can <laughs> chat on all kinds of stuff, but know. you know, so my, my message to the listeners would be, if you're feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you have no room, you feel like you can't reach, there's no space around you, the chances are probably your space is you have too much, you know, a lot of clutter around. So it's really a process of letting go. And you have no idea when you let go all kind of things that can come your way that are waiting to kind of for an opening. So if we create the opening, so take a look at the book and Charlotte, if people want to reach out to you, where can they reach you? Yeah. Um, so I also have a podcast called the cozy and connected, um, podcast. And then I have Facebook is great. I have a Facebook group called the cozy and connected coven. Um, my name on there is Charlotte K. So you can feel free to DM me there. Okay. Sounds good. And I'm Ina Puri. Are you ready? Healingcenter.com is my website and have yourself a wonderful week. And I will see you at the next video. Thank you, Charlotte. You're welcome.